This is this is Technologies Employee Podcast. Podcast. Plugged in. This is plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Hello and welcome back to Plugged In. We have with us today Jonathan Bjorgard, Project Controls Group Leader, to continue the organizational restructure series. Thank you for joining us, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Since this is your first time on the podcast, would you mind taking a minute to provide us with some of the background on yourself for the listeners? Sure. Um, So I joined Faith in January of 2018 to basically form the project controls group here at Faith, so from people, process, and a technology perspective. Prior to that, I worked for a large global EPC firm in power generation, oil and gas, and project management systems development. And so was excited uh, when the offer came up here at Faith and the, the culture at Faith, the, the merit philosophy at Faith, and it's it's been uh, an excellent change and culture fit for me. So excited to be here. So as the Project Controls Group leader, do you want to talk through a little bit about what your role is with the organization and kind of what Project Controls is and how it fits into Faith's operational model? Sure. To, to start with kind of what project controls is and to separate kind of project controls into two things. So there's project controls is what I would call the discipline, which is really aimed at reducing and mitigating risk on projects through a focus on cost schedule and change management. And then there's the project controls group, which is the professionals that would say execute those cost schedule and change initiatives on projects. And where project controls comes into play, that, that's a subset of the PM discipline. And so on a lot of traditional projects, the project manager were responsible for you know the cost schedule and change management functions. But as projects get larger and more complex, and what we like to say, it, it gets too large for one person to kind of keep in their head or one person to have enough time you know, to sit in front of the spreadsheets. And it gets more complex, longer duration that there becomes a need to delegate that. And, you know, often in in the commercial space where Faith is operated, you know, historically that's done by like a, an assistant project manager, someone coming out of the field or coming out of school with like a construction degree and they get in, they, they learn the software, they, you know, whether it's Viewpoint or Primavera or Microsoft Project, and they, they kind of serve that function as they're learning to become a project manager. But when we start looking at like these large strategic projects, the hyperscale data centers and that's really kind of where faith latched on to the idea of project controls is really around the Vandalay program and you know these these large very complex fast paced projects and the need to have people that rather than kind of the, the on on the job training learning how to do you know cost and schedule that they've developed an expertise like the average experience of my team without having actually calculated is probably around 10 years focused just on those subject areas, cost schedule change management. And so the the exposure and kind of the different things they've seen on the, you know, these large and complex projects and how we can use that to, to help the project managers manage their resources and make those critical and kind of key decisions without having to go through all of the detailed work to get to that answer. It's being able to provide analysis and say, here's what we're seeing. And oftentimes it's there's option A or B. I think maybe option A is the way we should go, but hey, project manager, what do you think? You know, this is your decision to make. And so then when we take that to what is my role inside of faith, it's really to, and we started with Vandalay, is, is get in and understand how do we apply that project controls discipline at the you know electrical direct hire construction perspective? Because uh, a lot of what where project controls is used is 
at that, that prime contractor, GC or EPC contractor, or at the client level to manage these large projects. And so when we bring that down into these projects where we're operating most commonly in a, a subcontract relationship with GC with this idea of focus on risk is how are we applying those controls principles to mitigate or manage that risk. So it's been kind of really exciting, learned a lot, um, you know, where I came from or in the world I came from before, electrical was as simple as here we have, we have cable tray, we have these poles to do terminations. And it was really kind of kept at a high level. And then we get into, particularly with the, these data centers, the, the need to get very detailed in a lot of this planning. So controls group, we're figuring out and what we've been doing over the last two years is understanding kind of this iterative or agile approach. Well, let's try this approach and see kind of what those results are. And we finally got where we've had a good understanding of how how faith has executed projects and how we can apply controls, whether those controls are executed by the project managers, providing them some structure, some tools and things, you know, reports to, to work from, or as the projects get larger and more complex, we've built the team of professionals around it to provide that assistance to either get the jobs off the ground or like in the case of the, the large projects like the Vandalay projects actually have dedicated project controls professionals for those projects. Great. That's very helpful. Earlier you had mentioned that, you know, there's a extensive amount of experience within the project controls team, you know, that 10 plus years of change management and scheduling and things of that nature. Would you mind walking us through some of the the subject matter experts within the project controls group? Uh, sure. So we can start with the, the Vandalay program. We've got the, the three sites in you know, prior Oklahoma, Omaha, Nebraska, and Clarksville, Tennessee. And so in Omaha, uh, we have a gentleman named Sean Baker who leads the controls functions for the Omaha site, working with the, the project team there. Down in prior Oklahoma, we've actually just made a new hire for that position. A gentleman named Boone Cowan started here this week with the team, working with who's been kind of the primary controls individual down here on site, a senior scheduler and planner, Paul Prashnik, doing an excellent job integrating the controls down here in prior. So when we look out in Clarksville, Tennessee, um, Chris Durbin has uh, led and built the team out in Clarksville for the SPC projects. And Chris is actually one of the original seven members of the project controls team that was formed. He's had a, a wealth of experience and just exposure to what we do here at Faith. The other way we've kind of structured the group is then a focus on the geographic projects and support of IPG. And the way we've kind of looked at those geographic projects is having a, a controls manager with a controls team to support each of the regions. Um, and this is really something that late 2019 here, early 2020, we've really focused on bringing those resources in and having the capacity to support those geographies projects with those resources. And so in Kansas City, there's a gentleman named Brett Sims who has been with Faith about a year and a half, and he's got responsibility for the lower Midwest and the West, so supporting those leaders and project teams in that geography. Then in Wisconsin, we have Volkman, who works out of OMC and has responsibility for control support of the northern Wisconsin market, Madison and Milwaukee. In the southeast, we've got a 
controls manager who will be joining us here later this month. Those three key leaders supporting the the operations leadership in those markets to help apply controls and really with a focus on controls across the life cycle of a project. So how we can leverage the controls expertise as a, a selling point when we're pursuing work during that get work phase, establishing you know what's an overall execution plan, understanding you know where are the risks, is this achievable, what do we need to account for from a an execution planning perspective, and then a look at what we call a work breakdown structure. How are we going to manage this work once we get into execution? That's the kind of the critical part, particularly in, with the geographies, is kind of setting those seeds for success early on in the get work stage when we roll into execution, we can hit the ground running. Looking ahead at 2020, you know, what is the team going to be focusing on? What are some of those strategies for the year to come? And so, again, kind of the, the same theme, the controls are a bit more mature in Vandalay and the large strategic projects where we built the team and have had that engagement over the last couple of years. And so that is continuing to drive what we have what we call the hierarchy of project controls. And so the foundation of project controls is really an understanding of the project scope. So once you understand the project scope, then you've got to plan that scope. And once you plan the scope, you've got to understand how that scope's evolving, changing over time. So kind of the change management piece. And then the next piece is progress measurement. You know, where are we at against that ever-changing, those ever-changing conditions? Where are we at against that plan? And then once you've got that progress measurement, we can do something that we call earn value, which is really just a fancy way of saying we're looking at how much work did we accomplish for the resources we expended to accomplish that work. And once you have that information, you can then do a better job at forecasting. What we think of forecasting, the primary purpose of forecasting is really to focus management attention on the areas of the project that have the highest risk of either cost overruns or say schedule impacts that we're going to you know miss an end date. And from there, then give you the opportunity to identify, because you've identified those areas of the project, you can look at where do I need to focus the limited resources that I have to optimize the outcome and reduce the risk in those particular areas. So when we look in, in Vandalay, we're a pretty good ways up that pyramid. So we're engaging in you know, improving forecastings and inputs into the WIP process. And we look in then we look to the, the geographies, the primary focus is initially is here is in the planning and that progress measurement. So getting getting projects, being able to start day one with an understanding of what their scope is, a plan of how that project's gonna be executed and how their labor's gonna be utilized to help with some of that workforce planning, as well as understanding that when there are delays on a project, how how those delays impact labor allocations and ultimately our productivity as a way to protect ourselves against the, the delay in those contracts, but even more so to help us influence, whether it's a GC or a client, influence their behavior to have a successful project uh, overall. And then the, the primary driver of erosion on our projects is, is really labor performance. And so it's a focus in, in the geographies of getting these projects after we've got an understanding of scope and a plan is using labor controls, which is, I guess, a fancy way of saying, you know, labor trackers. And so we've done the WPS work. We've broken the work down into individual buckets of scope that we understand. I've got this much conduit on this floor and I have this many hours to complete it. Improving how we collect the actual hours expended so that we can do this comparison as really as a way to understand 
how changing conditions on the site have influenced our ability to be productive and back to the, the primary purpose of forecasting, identifying those areas that where we're having challenges and there's a risk of cost overrun and really the early identification. If you think about it, if, if you realize there's a problem at the 20% complete mark on a job, you've got then 80% of the, the job to make changes and you know, seek improvement versus if you're not if you're not looking and kind of watching how those are going you get to the end maybe you're 80 percent complete and you look at it and be like well i've got more than 20 percent of the job out in front of me kind of the the main focus for the geographies is getting that that focus on scope planning that scope and then monitoring how we're expending labor and the efficiency of that labor uh, to achieve that scope sounds like there's some exciting growth within the project controls group coming in 2020. I think we've covered mainly everything. Do you have anything further that you'd like to share? I think I'd say overall the the project controls group and I always say it's unfortunate that we call it project controls and that's the idea if you think of controls if you're on a car you know you have a dashboard and so the controls that show up on the dashboard are like the, the speedometer cable to the transmission. So the, the control is that cable so that we can show you, here's how fast you're going. And it's less about project controls actually controlling a job. We, can, we view ourselves as a service organization. We're here to, to help the project teams, the project managers, uh, help their jobs be more efficient. So allowing them to focus on, you know, what you might say to the things that only the project manager can do. And so that's a lot of those client relationships and the negotiation and allowing then the, the controls team to do some of the lifting around the, the cost and schedule on these on these jobs as they get larger and more complex so that we can kind of optimize how we use our resources to, to provide the most value. But that's kind of the, the any one message to take away is that the controls group is is really here's a resource to help the project teams be more and more successful. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. All right, so that's all we have. Remember to add Plugged In to your mobile device. You can see instructions on how to do so by heading out to the podcast section on the Employee Portal homepage or by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, please reach out to us at communications at and we'll see you next time. Plugged In.